0: Hi everyone! Welcome back to the Notable Podcast, where we talk about all things notable in music. This month, I am joined with my dear friend Andre, and we are both fellow Ukrainian friends from our hometown. And we are both musicians. So, Andre, please introduce yourselves.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes. So, my name is Andre Kuchinski. I was born in Kiev, and I ran away from Ukraine. Um, <laughs> Must be seventeen something years ago, during the Orange Revolution, which was the one where the president was poisoned. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty tough. Uh, he was like tr- they tried to assassinate him with with uh, poison. That's not um, good. So we decided that's probably not the best place to start a life. So I ended up here, and yes, throughout my journey, I encountered Fran, <laughs> yeah. who also has. The strong Ukrainian blood, yeah, f- pumping yeah. through her veins, yeah. and yes, now we are in a time of crisis. Our people are at war.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, just Ukrainian music. So, classical Ukrainian music, traditional um, sort of folk music in Ukraine, and um, you mentioned some opera as well. So, I say we should just go for it, and. Uh, so where do you want to start? Because I don't I don't know very much about Ukrainian music as I wasn't brought up speaking Ukrainian as you were. And so I, I never sort of quite delved very much into the Ukrainian culture, despite feeling obviously more connected now, unfortunately, through the current crisis, But please.
1: Let's start with culture. So actually, I think I'm not the only one, not the only Ukrainian in this, but um, for years before this, I felt really guilty of about not knowing much about my country and my culture. Yeah, I sort I'm of knew a little bit. I think there's a lot of people across the world I've actually spoken to over the last two weeks that are in the same position. And we're also really guilty for not really knowing our language as well as we ought to. Yeah. Um, um, but I think the story of Ukrainian music uh, starts with the story of Ukrainian culture, which is very folk-based. And even to this day, um, a lot of Ukrainian culture is around the traditions that began hundreds of years ago. Uh, Ukraine is very pagan, um, and there's lots of, lots of festivals throughout the year to do with uh, greeting and saying farewell to the sun, the seasons, nature, and yeah. well, like many folk musics around the world, uh, its it, nature is the guiding element.
0: Yeah, yeah. They get quite extreme um, sort of climate over there, don't they? Like it gets really, really cold in the winter.
1: We get yeah minus something, something. I mean, it's 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 not quite Siberia, but yeah. uh, it it can be up to forty degrees in the summer, and. Minus 10, yeah.
0: So, like, the the sort of, the musicians have got extremes to play with in terms of sort of I experience like that, yes. and what they can write about, you um, know?
1: Exactly, yes. It's, um, my stepfather said when he visited that uh, Ukraine is a country of contrast. That was like a, a lasting phrase that we joked about a long time because oh. it's very, uh, there's a lot of rich and a lot of poor and a lot of bright and a lot of dark. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, um, it's a good place to really um, explore the senses, let's say. Um, in the spring, it's very, very floral. There's tons and tons of natural... Uh, I mean, Ukraine is massive. It's the biggest country fully situated in Europe, and it's not that well populated. Especially since all these people, for years and years, we've just been fleeing the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. And- I was, I was like, sort of had a quick Google of like you, sort of Ukraine's history, and it's just a constant like people constantly wanting bits of Ukraine, people constantly fighting on the ukrainian borders like i've just ne- no one ever leaves it alone
1: exactly it's uh it's kind of a blessing and a curse we're very diverse in many ways in climate in culture in strategic uh you know geographical location we have so many natural resources the way that it's between the east and the west that yeah there's a lot of conflict quite a lot it's a disputed area as is happening right now um and uh so what's been what my friends in ukraine also say this they just um they complain that the the ladies uh choose all the foreigners who come in because all the good strong men they're (laughs) leaving the country to find a better life and uh yeah so people who are left um lots of old people remaining the sick and those who are able to escape do escape to the west where there are are, uh, better prospects but i think and i hope that's after this war this will change and that a lot of investment will come in because i think the world is seeing what ukrainian people are really made of and why yeah. we, you know, why you should invest in us and what we can do for you so i, yeah, I feel yeah. really seen and heard recently
0: yeah yeah same
1: and i can't wait to well to bring all this culture this richness of our history and culture into the uh the public and we are using this opportunity to really show uh the world and what they've been missing what music and what arts there is to explore
0: yeah so tell me what art is there to explore
1: as i said folk music is the absolute building block and of course like moscow is 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 a in russia is a fairly new city ukraine kiev was the capital of the uh the Slavs or the Russian sort of people for hundreds of years. It was the uh, hundreds of years ago, the capital of, um, I, I think, well, the Kyiv and Rus, as it's known. Rus is the, the, the word to describe the Russian people. And Kyiv is the, the administrative and governing center. And that's where I'm from. So we have a folk history dating hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And the Music hasn't even really changed. I think a lot of what mm-hmm. uh, Russian folk music and then after that Russian classical music is built around roots to do with, with, with in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you're familiar with Tchaikovsky's diaries, personal diaries, he mentioned yeah. a lot of the time. Uh, Tchaikovsky visited Kaimenka, which is a small town in Ukraine, and he had a retreat there where actually, where most of his key works came from. He went to isolation in the Ukrainian wilderness where he discovered himself oh, wow. and uh, really um, developed his art. And then he went back to, to St. Petersburg and the main cities to uh, be more social and corporate, let's yeah. say.
0: That's so amazing. I didn't, I didn't know that that was... Uh, I love Tchaikovsky and I didn't realise that that was sort of where Tchaikovsky took solitude. That's right. That's really cool. It's,
1: uh, I mean, Tchaikovsky holds a very dear place in my heart. I even slightly have goosebumps thinking about, like, uh,
0: uh. imagining
1: being in his shoes somewhere out there in the little village, mm-hmm. looking out at the uh, at the forest and writing some very sad and poignant uh, notes about uh, about his little personal struggles and and whatnot. Yeah so if you're interested in hearing just a quick little let's say playlist of the sounds of ukraine especially folk i'm going to uh, give you a list of a few songs to check out something from my childhood i think the first song i remember is called which means the cranes have flown here <laughs> Of course, the crane. Or is it the stork? The storks or the crane? I think maybe it's, I can't remember. I'm not really too clued in on biology and nature. <laughs> I'm going to pretend it's the same animal right now because <laughs> I can't translate. But that bird is the national bird of Ukraine. Oh wow! Zoromel is the Ukrainian. Is the Ukrainian? It's the national animal. Let's say it's it's what we're most associated with. I think partly because the Stork, Yeah, okay, we're going to go with stork. Cool. The stork <laughs> is uh, a symbol of fertility and birth.
0: Yeah. And Ukraine,
1: of course, is known for very fertile earth. Oh, and yeah. in the Soviet Union was known as the Soviet Union's bread.
0: Yes. Uh, in yeah. fact, I
1: think it's called the Europeans' bread basket because of our black earth. It's very fertile, and so our national bird reflects that, and that is in turn reflected in the music. Amazing. One song I must absolutely play absolutely play is called it means oh you night and uh, uh you night like the night not unite but yeah the most distinctive feature of ukrainian music mm-hmm. is the style of singing uh, you might be familiar with the uh, bulgarian women's choirs and that kind of thing yeah and we have the same tradition in Ukraine, especially amongst grannies. So, if you, literally, if you think of the most stereotyped granny <laughs> with the napkin on the head, yeah, yeah. I kid you not, there's a video of this available. Uh, these grannies sat on little stools and they're just singing away
0: Aww. with
1: the most fantastic sort of the, the voice quality. You can hear their life experience in, in, their, in their voices.
0: Uh,
1: so obviously well my background is in filmmaking and i really i really want to in my career at some point to incorporate some of these amazing unique sounds into some of my soundtracks
0: yeah
1: uh, because it's it really is, uh, it's not a head, well, yeah, a head turner, it's an ear turner. Mm-hmm. It really, it's not something you hear every day and you must. Yeah, uh, cool. It's not for everyone, it's not for yeah. everyone. It's, uh, some people will find it funny, but uh, I think, like, fine wine, if you, if, you, if you listen closely, it's quite poignant. Are
0: there any, um, are there any instruments that are, like, like unique, to Ukraine. Oh, amazing! Great minds. <laughs>
1: so, when I was a child, my granddad had this big pipe, um, like like meters long. It's called the Trembita It's uh, an instrument used for communicating between different mountains, like a call and response kind oh, of thing. Wow. And you know, just like in some African traditions, uh, the you know, like a call and response drum pattern. You know, yeah. to to announce approaching hordes of births, deaths. We have a trimbita, which is a big pipe. It's huge. It's just this pipe that just goes out for metres, and you you blow it, and it makes a very, well, maybe eerie sound, mm-hmm. but it's it's quite difficult, I think, to, uh, if I recall, to play, but it's certainly gets a message heard.
0: Is it like a didgeridoo?
1: It's like... Taking uh, an exhaust pipe from a car and then straightening it out. Okay. Uh, so it's a didgeridoo in the sense that it's a pipe. It's yeah. It's a didgeridoo in the sense that it doesn't make a necessarily a sonorous sound. As yeah. Such like it's more uh, refined and what's the word a little bit more quirky. Yeah. But it's it's like it's like a a trumpet. Yeah like like a very very long straight trumpet. <laughs>
0: cool. That's really uh, cool. Amazing. The, of
1: course, the bandura is the most I think the most famous instrument. It's something like a lute. It you, you 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 like you grab it, like it's it's a wide instrument. It's got lots and lots of strings.
0: Don't don't you sort of like have it on your lap kind of thing. You and then you yeah, like a sort of harp or uh a harp that has, a, like, a back, if that makes sense. Yes, a big. If I'm thinking of the right instrument.
1: Yeah, it's 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 yeah, like something between a lute and a, and a uh, yeah, like a yeah yeah like a more advanced lute, let's say.
0: Yeah. I th- actually, yeah.
1: please don't quote me if it's more advanced or not, but it's it's on that right kind of yeah. And again, yeah. Uh, this is where my guilt comes in. I should know more about this. I just know it exists. I know what it sounds like. Yeah. But I yeah. can't give you any more QI style info about it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's okay. So how about uh, Ukrainian classical music? So we've talked about folk music, and obviously folk music influences yeah. all like you know Ukrainian classical composers. Class- classical composers don't just come up with these classical pieces out of thin air. You know they use their culture and they use their background to help them compose and. Um, for Ukrainian composers, I'm assuming they sort of are influenced by folk music and the like.
1: Exactly like this. So, yes, if Ukrainian classical music, the most famous composer is Mikolo Lysenko. And he uh, has operas. He has lots of... He's the most widely known composer. And just like many Russians that incorporate the West and the... Well, I say East. East Europe, West and East Europe... Uh, so it sounds like a cross between Russian music and folk music. It's a little bit more folky. It's a lot a lot Russian, but you still get that sort of uh western um let's say like precision and calculation behind mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah. I think is he doesn't he have a piece um called Melody?
1: Indeed, um, I think something like this. Yes.
0: It's beautiful. I think the uh the CBSO played it uh, played it in a concert and they had they they have a concert series going on at the minute and they had they'd practiced a, a sort of series of Russian pieces for the concert obviously not at the time when they chose the concert repertoire that this was going to be happening currently um so after all this Russian repertoire they played um, that piece, melody by by the Ukraine by that Ukrainian composer at the end of the concert, and apparently there was like a minute silence at the very end of the piece. They just like held the silence in their hands for ages, and the audience were just like, "Oh my goodness!" Um, There's a and lot I listened more to like it. And it's out there. So beautiful, yeah. There's it's so more. nice.
1: If you're an opera fan, then I really recommend Taras Bulba. The person who wrote the story is a uh it write- right well i think he's a playwright as well but his name is nikolai gogol um fun fact where between where i grew up in ukraine and where i was born there's a very small village called gogoleva Aww. funny name i guess named after nikolai gogol wow. one of Ukrainians' most prominent artists and writers amazing and he wrote taras bulba which is a story about the Ko- Cossack's who are invaded by, I think, are they invaded by Russia? No, no, they're not invaded by Russia. They go to war against Poland. Right. It's a story of betrayal, like one brother kills another, I believe. It's very, very dramatic, Mm -hmm. very very rich musically and emotionally. Uh, There's actually a motion picture, like a musical, Mm -hmm. uh, made of it, and it's... It, it, it's, it's, I think it's on YouTube in fairly low quality, but nonetheless. Yeah. So if you want to hear a nice aria from that,
0: amazing.
1: You need to look for Ostap's aria. Ostap is one of the um, brothers, Andri, which is me, and Ostap. And Ostap is conflicted about going to war versus um, uh, betraying his family mm-hmm. and and. So some, something heavy. If, if, if you're in the market for something heavy, then that's is it, for you. Taraz Bulba right. by Mikola Lysenko.
0: In the operas, do they have a lot of basses? Oh, yes. Because Eastern Europe is so associated with these like deep, powerful bass
1: singers. Yes.
0: Um, and I, I heard that it wasn't necessarily that Eastern Europe just breathed very good basses. I heard that it was because... Uh, they seek them out um, in the same way that sort of, um, you know, Russia seeks amazing ballet dancers Mm. kind of thing. Um, But I don't know. What's your opinion?
1: I think that when you know that you're a Slav, you already, your voice just drops. (laughs) It's just like it's your duty.
0: (laughs) I mean, if anyone can't tell, Andrew's a (laughs) bass.
1: No, so basically, okay. You are like... (laughs) <laughs> Listen to this voice. This voice was was higher in pitch two weeks ago before the invasion. I kid you not. After we got invaded, my voice dropped. So, like I, I I I wept for about four or five days. I was grieving, but then when I oh, I cut I, when I cut my hair and I decided to fight back. The the voice that came out was like it was this deep. So uh, I I wonder if it's something to do with my country calling me and. Uh, but yeah. no, yeah, we have lots yeah. of octavists in that part of the world.
0: Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to mention about Ukrainian music? Just, just share your knowledge, as I, I am, I am not educated enough in this area.
1: So one absolute, I am, I am mentioning, I am absolutely mentioning two performers, uh, modern performers, one of whom is Ruslana. Uh, yeah, so Ruslana. Actually no, sorry, it's not uh, Ruslana. Ruslana is Ukrainian. She, her music definitely embodies the fighting spirit of Ukraine, certainly with the Eurovision song, which she won, uh, "Wild Dances." The artist who sings in Crimean Tatar also <laughs> won Eurovision in in a different year. Her name is Jamala, and she is Crimean and speaks this um, separate dialect from Ukrainian and Russia. Uh, speaking of Eurovision, I really hope that a lot of people are familiar with Verko Serdyuchka. She is a cultural icon. We just love Verka Serduchka. She embodies everything about uh, Slavs. Uh, it's uh, so the person behind uh, Verka Serduchka is a man called Andriy uh, Mihailovich uh, Danilko. Danilko. I'm very bad at pronunciations of my own country. I know Danilko will go with. And he dresses up as this character, uh, this sort of very flamboyant. Russian-Ukrainian woman who, uh, uh, and and just really high energy. Again, really kind of, if you want to get up and dance, she's got some great music. Uh, It's very folky. And even to this day, it's very modern, but you hear all these elements. You hear the accordion, you hear, uh, um, like, I'm very sorry, you're picking the wrong person here. I'm not not really a scholar or a historian. That stuff does not interest (laughs) me whatsoever. I admit to you now, but <laughs> uh, perhaps somebody else can step in and uh, offer some analysis onto exactly how these little nuances are uh, felt and heard, even in, in the modern music, mm-hmm. because it's just like the way the rhythms yeah. flow, the way the the dance, it's, it's based around like Cossack dances, I suppose.
0: It's so cool that even their popular music has kept such a close tie to Ukrainian folk music. I think that's really cool. I don't think that's something um, that we have done as much at
1: all. That's a great point, yes. Even the most, most modern stuff that's coming out to this day, even more so probably now since the war, you can really hear uh, your grandma's lullabies in it, even if you're singing about making all the money and that kind of stuff. Uh, It's... Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, because... Since the fallout of the Soviet Union, a lot of the Slavic countries, well, some more than others, Ukraine is, you know, is among some of the top, has been quite heavily exploited. There's been a lot of crime and corruption. A lot of the music of the modern day is centred around violence and crime. Right. I'll quickly sidetrack and say and make a comment about the phrase developing country. This is something I recently kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of countries in Africa, is especially, are uh, known as this developing countries. And it's just simply not true. Uh, uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. is in the same uh, position where we have lots and lots of nan- natural resources and minerals and that kind of stuff. But the money is taken out and is not returned. And it's not developing. Yeah. We, and I'm sure people across the world and in, in, in your own respective countries, will agree. We are a rich country but some people have come in and taken those riches and have kept us poor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah. So we Ukrainians, I yeah. uh, speak for us as a people, we know that things are pretty bad right now. Uh, and a lot of work has to be done to return all those stolen billions that uh, the politicians have taken and deposited in offshore accounts and, uh, and taken from our public fund. And it's. But in. So that's kind of the negative part. The upside to mm-hmm. that is a lot of history and culture is preserved because there hasn't been funding yeah. to develop. And like I said, Ukraine yes. is a country of contrasts. partly because you see these new sort of builds right next to the stone hut that's keeling over, that's still got a granny with a goat living there. <laughs> uh, it's really marvelous and you just walk down one street and you just see everything you see decades and uh well centuries yeah. um you see you see lots of soviet buildings you see lots of like early history huts that are just built by you know a, a little granddad with just his hands and some rocks and some mortar um yeah. and then also like the kind of the new uh, flashy hyper markets uh, yeah s- so uh,
0: no that's really cool but
1: yeah basically as a people that have been exploited for decades I think that sense of um, suffering has been programmed into us and it takes a mm-hmm. lot to, uh, to to you know it's it's difficult to be yeah. a joyful person but on the contrary also to contrast this we are also a very joyful people there's lots of folk culture and we're so patriotic as the world is seeing right now we really really yeah. love our country the country provides for us you know, the bread basket of our own people very beautifully yeah. mwah, tasty tomatoes i'm tasting them right now <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining myself in <laughs> a little dacha in the middle of the woods uh, in the middle of like in some random village and everyone is just growing their own vegetables and there's no need to go to the city because life, it's like in some parts of Italy, you know, life is slow. It's There's no need to mm-hmm. go. What, like, what's the rush? Look around. It's beautiful. Nature is so beautiful. Yeah. I don't want to go into UX design as a career. I don't know. Sorry if you're a yeah, yeah. UX It's design. amazing.
0: It's like, because <laughs> it's like the, uh, I guess in that, in a similar way, the music hasn't necessarily developed further because it hasn't needed to, for the same reasons exactly. that you just explained. That it hasn't needed to develop, you know. It's still um, the message is still felt. You know, they just use what's it's there. It's still relevant. Yeah,
1: we find new ways to express it, but we don't need to reinvent this wheel because it's such. It's it's uh, something that speaks so closely to our hearts, and if we change it too much, the message is lost anyway. Uh, yeah, and it, it, just like in fashion, what we, I think what happens is just, just revivals and and ways of of performing and ways of ex- expressing come back again and again as each generation mm-hmm. forgets. So there's no need to uh, go to space in music <laughs> so much as to discover yeah, what's yeah. already there. Especially because you know a lot of yeah. it is like oral tradition kind of thing. um
0: yeah, yeah, old tradition. Don't they? Do they use sulfur? You know the sulfage system. Solfege, like, yes, me. of
1: course. Do re mi fa sol si do. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I started my my life as. I, uh, right. That's, yeah. I knew solfege. I didn't know what it was because
0: uh, yeah. in Russian,
1: well, uh, in, in Ukrainian, in Russian is do re mi fa sol si do. <laughs> we make it Russian, make it our own. Um.
0: um. Because I like, I know that in the UK, uh, the school I'm at at the minute like incorporates it but across the uk it's not massively used like it's not very common but i know that in europe it's used a lot more especially in eastern europe i've i've heard that i remember hearing a story of um, one of my old music teachers went to a i think it was a choir in like slovenia or slovakia oh, shout or something out to slovenia i can't remember great country yeah i can't remember yeah it's oh it's so beautiful there i can't remember uh what choir it was but he was saying that they like sight read a whole piece like perfectly because they were all just like following the the solfege they were sort of all just doing like do far yeah know, you just n- you ti, la, ti, you know you program and it they just sort brain. of sight read it yeah it's like that
1: movement and i was like
0: that is so amazing the whole choir doing it, it was amazing so i've yeah i imagine that's a cool, sort of way that they one of the ways that they teach music in ukraine
1: i'd like to speak about the ukrainian anthem i think we should mention it maybe yes
0: oh i'd love that yeah
1: maybe maybe do it yeah yeah yeah. part of why ukraine ukraine has put up such a fight it's literally programmed into our national song the 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 Mm -hmm. opening words are ukraine is not yet dead uh
0: nice yeah
1: i'll i'll read you out the first verse in Ukrainian, and I'll translate mm-hmm. it. The verses:
0: <gasps> yes, "Shen
1: v Merla Ukraina, islava i volia. Shenam bratia molodzi, usmichnet se dolya. Zginujt nashi voregi, jak rosana suncie. Zapanujem bratia i my u swojej stronci." And basically, the translation is: No, no, Ukraine is not yet dead. We are still alive. Uh, Our glory is intact and our freedom. Glory and freedom are are kind of banners. Amazing. Uh, And yet, our brothers, the fate shall smile upon us. Our enemies will die. Just like the dew of the sun (laughs) in the sun. And we will rule. In our own country. And that is the national... Oh, that's the first verse, at least.
0: And do you want to quickly... Just before we close, do you want to quickly talk about United Europa?
1: I would love to. I would absolutely love to. to so, we've, gotten, we've been invaded, and as I said, the first four days, I was distraught. But I have now picked myself mm-hmm. up, and I'm uniting any volunteer, wherever you are in the world... Primarily, I'm right now in London, so I'm setting up a base here, but we also have volunteers further afield. Just before I spoke to you, I was speaking to somebody in Nigeria. I have I have people uh, writing to me from Cairo, from Texas, from Norway, and just people wow. are really coming together to support because we, I think, as the people, Ukraine have convinced the world that, yes, we deserve our sovereignty. We are our own Mm -hmm. people and people want to uh, join in. So, let me plug what I am about. United (laughs) Europa is a humanitarian mission in part and in part a media company. And we have three aims. The first is to centralize and unite all the efforts of people who are already helping. So, we have donations coming in from Mm -hmm. all across the UK, lots of different small points set up donation banks, and there's lots of people wanting to drive, people donating their vehicles, and we are working to connect all of these efforts and persuade others to come on board, maybe donate some money towards transport costs or something like this, um, mm-hmm. but also to uh, really utilise the skill set of those involved for maximum effect. So that's what we're about Uh that's uh, we're like a logistical operation we provide those that need opportunity to meet people that have those that have Um, yeah so that's that's part one part two is funding because of course transport is expensive it's across europe there's mm-hmm. lots of people involved, volunteers that also need to pay the bills whilst whilst uh, defending their country. There's also the aspect of yeah. purchasing equipment and medicine that is not donated. Like everyone is donating nappies, yeah. sanitary products, food, great, but we also need some antibiotics. We need protective, bulletproof armor, that kind of stuff. Um, technology, you know, armoured, plated iPads like as a little niche, but no one's really going to be donating that in the quantities that I needed. Mm. So we are raising money and pulling all this it's like, it's a crowd funded war, let's say that everyone in the world can chip in five, ten, five hundred pounds dollars, whatever however much people can spare and we're all pulling this together and making sure that fuel is covered Labor is, you know, so people don't get evicted while they're out there uh, helping the people. And we are having concerts, so let's speak about music. There is one if on the 18th of March. When is this podcast live?
0: Fifteen.
1: Fifteen, guys, if you are tuning in, this is the premiere. You have time to get down there. days to get yourself to the Woodman Pub in Birmingham at 7:30 p.m. On Friday, the 18th of March, there is a concert, jazz, classical, folk, electronica, Uh, that pub needs to be stuffed. Now that's concert number one, we're then also organizing a second in London and then third, fourth, fifth across the UK. So if if anyone's listening to this that thinks that they can host a concert, please, let's get in touch with us and we'll help you set one up, get some funding, uh, fundraising going get some performers, etc. So we're really hoping this is a collaborative effort. I really want this to go beyond Ukraine. And uh, we can then set this company to travel to other parts of the world, crisis response. And through the skills acquired uh, in helping Ukraine, we can then very effectively set up, get connected, communicate, fundraise. And part number three... I know I'm, I'm. This is very long-winded. I so thank you for joining, uh, <laughs> if you're still here. <laughs> Part three is documenting everything, and we're having a video mm. crews coming out to tell the stories of the fighters, the refugees, the volunteers, the civilians, across UK, across Europe, in Ukraine, and further out in the world, and really te- and really Amazing. being a mouthpiece for all these people helping and wanting to help. Um, So that is United Developer. If that sounds like something you want to be part of, I'm sure that there will be something that has got your name on it within this organization. Um, Whether you're an artist, if you're in marketing, if you're in communications, logistics, if you have a vehicle, like a van, just there's so many ways to get involved. And
0: yeah, and how can they, how can they find United Europe? Just search
1: the thing. We're on social media united.europa.ua yeah. yeah. on Instagram, Linktree, if you go Linktree nice. slash United Europa, Twitter, everything. So, also, if you guys have, like, we're still setting up, this is now what the 10th of mm-hmm. March it's 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 newly formed yeah
0: it's not been going very so we long we need some more help yeah.
1: people helping to run our socials yeah, every,
0: yeah everything everyone has to start from somewhere so i think it's i think it's wonderful and really special and, yeah and everyone should go check it out thank you thank you yeah. for
1: op- of offering opportunity yeah. to plug ourselves there i really hope a lot of people can get involved That's okay we're not asking for too much yeah a, li- a little bit now and again
0: yeah
1: and we want to and we're taking this global
0: yeah and then one day we can join together in ukraine in some folk music absolutely
1: no that's the, uh, that's the point is it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a like i say it's a media platform and if if people have uh, if they want to make a documentary or be part of a team or be part of a concert abroad or elsewhere we will have the infrastructure in place to sort documentation tickets that kind of stuff so yeah uh, yeah it's almost like a humanitarian erasmus let's call it that way Um, yeah so watch this space no super cool get on board come come on board early and let's make a a really positive difference yeah um welcome to Ukraine welcome to our people Um, I hope you learn some more about us and that it may be positive
0: yeah thank you everyone yeah thank you thank you for thank you for joining me Andre it's been, it's been really nice to have to see you again. We, we haven't caught up in, in years. Um, so it's been really nice to catch up about something that we share close yeah, to our Yeah, life hearts lies. Um, yeah, it does. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, go check out uh, some of the previous episodes of The Notable Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Notable Insta. And there you can find out just sort of details about each episode and a sort of brief summary and what's going on and stuff like that. And, yeah, we'll see you, or I'll see you for the next episode, which will be on April the 15th. Um, And thank you so much for joining us. I hope everyone's safe. I hope everyone's okay and finds love and safety and can all join together in our support for Ukraine. It's It's been really nice. Thank you, Andrew. My
1: pleasure. Слава Україні!